Shameless Media. This episode of Everybody Has a Secret is brought to you by TBH Skincare. Skincare that makes you feel flawsome. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. On my left is producer Eilish Gilligan. As always, hi Eilish. Hello. Snaps for Eilish. Snaps for Eilish. And as you can hear opposite me today as my co-host is the delightful Louis Hansen. Bonjour. Bonjour. He went to Europe. He knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I came back from Europe a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Bonjour. It's whatever. (laughs) It is what it is. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Louis, you've been with us for many seasons. Too many. We've played a few of the same games before. Today, we are playing Truth or Consequence. But instead of you being the person who has to do all of the scary things, today it's my turn. Wait, you were told this? I was told this! No, I thought I was going to spring this oh, on you. Good, as okay. A surprise. Give me your spiel. How would you have sprung it on me? Okay, so I was going to let you start rambling, like delivering me the truth or consequence. Oh, and that's ha- funny. Halfway through, I was going to be like, well, are you ready for a truth oh or God. consequence? Yeah. Should we pretend or should I just <laughs> go on with the way I was planning on doing this segment? Look, we can just go along with it now. <laughs> well, okay, I was going to, before throwing to you, Louis, to take the reins on this one, I was going to explain the rules to the listeners at home who don't understand. Although I might say, just the title, Truth or Consequence, is pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to give you the spiel anyway. Louis, you're going to ask me a juicy question. I'm probably not going to want to answer. And if I don't, that's totally fine. I have in my notes here, is it fine though? (laughs) It's not fine. (laughs) If I choose not to answer it, then I will be faced with a consequence that you guys will reveal to me after I've made my decision. So, so how does it feel for the first time after, you know, three and a bit seasons to be on the other side of this? It feels like it's about damn time, honestly. It's time for me to taste my own medicine and boy, does it taste bitter. (laughs) You have put us through the ringer. All of your co-hosts over the past few seasons, shall we take a walk down memory lane? You made me call a sandwich shop in Cremorne demanding free sandwiches because I'm a quote-unquote influencer. You made me post a Google image of a car saying that I needed to celebrate my small wins and that I just purchased this car. Oh, and God, so I- we're good, Eilish. Yeah, God, we're good. good. It's, it, no, that, that was a cultural reset. But, yeah, last week I just thought it's time my gorgeous, gorgeous Annabelle Lee tastes her own medicine. It is time because you know what? When I make you guys do those really awful consequences, I always say, I feel so bad, I feel so bad. But you know what? You want to know the truth? I don't. <laughs> I love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me, Louie. What is my truth question? Annabelle Lee, mm-hmm. you have been an incredible anchor for this show. A beautiful host over the past three, four seasons. 
And you have always, always put us through some tasks <laughs> or made us sweat. But we love you regardless. Thank you. We love you. But over, you know, the few years that you've been running the show, you've had many a co-host, a gorgeous <laughs> array of talent, <laughs> including the likes of Tony Lodge, <laughs> oh, Flex, Lucinda Frims Price, Gemma Watts, mm. incredible, incredible hosts. However, you're only human. You're only human. And I'm sure that you didn't like all of those hosts <laughs> equally. So my question to you oh. that I'm sure that you're going to answer, Annabelle Lee, is... <laughs> I'm already just giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to my game base. Annabelle Lee, the question is, which of your former co-hosts did you get along with the best? And which of your former co-hosts did you get along with the least? Oh, two-parter. That's that's technically cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I say no. no. I, you know, with stuff like this, I'm usually a truth person because I really don't have any limits with stuff like this. I'm like, oh, honesty is the best policy, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think I can answer this. She's not going to answer it. <laughs> because I have loved everyone. But of course, there is like, your brain does things. You get unconsciously. more excited for some than others. <laughs> yeah. And maybe after this episode, I'll be your least favourite co-host. <laughs> You're at the bottom, babes. Yeah. You're at the bottom. <laughs> it's a no. I'm so sorry. But also, I'm so sorry to myself because I think that means I have to face some sort of consequence. God oh, yeah. damn. Annabelle. You have chosen consequence. <laughs> yes, dun, I have. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh, no. Our gorgeous producer, Mish, has prepared the consequence for you. Mm. And I have it under the table. <laughs> oh, <gasps> no. Oh, it looks delicious. <laughs> Don't be fooled. <laughs> this is a very special cupcake that Mish has painstakingly baked for you specifically. Okay. I really want to stress to you, you don't have to eat the whole thing. <laughs> Just a small nibble will do. But I would love for you to try and identify the ingredients in this cupcake. All of them. Just the ones that stick out. Oh, no. Oh, thank you. There you go. Um, beautiful. Annabelle, do you want to hold that up to the camera just in case? Oh, that great call, Louis. That makes it to socials. It's very, very queens. pretty, but I imagine that was done on purpose. Yeah, so I might describe it Go a on, little man. bit. It looks like a gorgeous, gorgeous cupcake. There's some white icing on the top and, dare I say, some, um, what would you call them, rose petal little, decorations? Little tiny pink roses that Mish has just plonked on top in a very artistic way, yeah, I gorgeous. would say. It very looks, artistic formation. It looks so eatable, but because this is a challenge, I'm sure that you've gathered that perhaps it's less eatable than you <laughs> I see. suspect. Oh, showing it like oh. a beauty influencer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shade rose. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, oh. oh my god! I really just—you uh, don't have to eat. The, the thing whole, is, just a little nibble. It looks so good. Oh, oh. <laughs> something that, that I think looks like egg. What is that? What is that? Okay, because the the color of the cupcake, it looks like it could be um uh red, ve red, red velvet, velvet, which is my favorite. Mish will know in London, I kept buying a red velvet cookie. She's tried to fool me. But for some reason, Annabelle's just found some chunk of something else inside the red velvet. I can't even look directly at the chunk because it's <laughs> horrifying. I keep would screaming. You, <laughs> Sorry. Would you like to maybe give the cupcake a smell? Yes, good call. <laughs> Oh, it, it smells salty. Like, it smells like a savoury food. Aww. And also people in the office get really annoyed at me because I mention almost weekly that I'm a sub-taster. Let me explain. 
<laughs> My sister calls herself a super taster and that she can pick up these things just through the slightest sniff she'll pick up on all the different <laughs> ingredients, whereas I will need to probably eat this whole cupcake to figure out what's oh, in it because no. my taste buds just aren't Do giving. That. Something tells me you won't want to eat the entire thing. Okay, I'm, go- I'm going in for a bite. Annabelle's <gasps> about to eat the cupcake. Oh! <laughs> Why are you gagging? <laughs> I nearly threw up. <gasps> what what does it taste like? Oh, is it is it like one of those onions? Yeah. Oh, what? Well, hang on. Which kind of onion specifically? It's so chewy. Oh <laughs> god, that's so feral. It's one of those like cocktail onions, like that you put in drinks. <gasps> exactly. Well done, Annabelle. Oh my Ooh. god, super taster. Super taster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dare I say you conquered? I conquered this challenge. The nightmare cupcake. Oh my god. But the thing is, the cupcake around it is quite nice. Michelle did a very good job. Oh, so it was red velvet. It was red velvet, oh, and gorgeous. the icing is like this cream cheese situation, which I'm loving. So around the onion, it's actually a ten out of <laughs> yeah. ten cupcake. Mish did brief me on the cupcake before we started recording. She told me, yes, it is indeed a red velvet cupcake, Mm -hmm. uh, but it has been boosted, I guess. I don't know how you would describe it. With small cocktail onions. Okay. Corn. That was the yellow thing. Yep. And fish sauce. Oh, I couldn't (sighs) taste the fish sauce. My bad. But you know how, okay, fish sauce is salty, as we know. Mm. And they say that desserts are boosted by a bit of salt. Oh. So I think that was just me being like, oh, Mish, Chef Slay. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine if she accidentally made, like, the greatest cupcake of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Culinary genius. Just, these flavour combinations, <laughs> stunning. Hold a minute. Wait a second. Okay, Michelle. Okay, Michelle. Guys, thank you. Before we move on, could I get someone to check if I've got crumbs on my face? No, doll, but you've got it on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking stunning. You're looking stunning. I'm leaving the crumbs on my laptop and I'm moving on <laughs> because, guys, it is time to hear today's secret, which producer Eilish will read out for us. Hi, Annabelle. I am reeling and very heartbroken. Here's the deal. When I was 20 years old, I'm 27 now, I met my best friend at a uni seminar. When we first met, he was interested in me romantically, but I didn't reciprocate his feelings, so he managed to form a beautiful platonic friendship. A few years down the track, COVID hit, and we started to spend a lot of time together. I would go to his house several times a week. We'd just hang out, watch TV together, talk and cook. I realised pretty quickly that I had fallen in love with him. But I was also desperately scared. What if he didn't feel the same now, years later? What if he did, but it didn't work out and then we lost our friendship? I remember one specific moment during this period when I left his flat and felt so intensely in love with him. I stopped at the stairs and wanted to go back and knock on his door so badly to tell him how I felt. But because I was so scared, I didn't. And I have been circling back to this moment for the past two and a half years because I will never forgive myself for not going back inside. Oh Oh no. Just a couple of weeks after this moment, he met a wonderful woman online. There we go. There it is. I was super jealous, but thought I wasn't entitled to interfere since I hadn't had the guts to tell him how I felt. Also, a little part of me hoped, and maybe assumed, that it wouldn't lead to anything. They have been together for two years now, and just moved in together. As far as I can tell, their relationship is super healthy, and they are both very happy. Of course, I am happy that he is so happy, 
But I have also been in such deep despair for the past two and a half years that I feel like I can't take it anymore. To make matters worse, I recently found out from a mutual friend that he did have strong feelings for me when I was too scared to knock on his door. That's like a sliding doors moment. Yeah. I am so angry with myself and can't forgive myself for letting him go. I told myself that I could move past this, but I can't. I've been in a relationship myself for nine months now, but my feelings just don't match what I feel for my friend and I constantly compare them. I know this is deeply unfair to my boyfriend and I know I should probably end that relationship because he definitely deserves a person who can give him the love he deserves. I feel like the worst person in the world and I can't shake the feeling I have fucked up my life. I can never say anything to my friend now or meddle with his relationship, but it gets harder and harder to put on a mask when I see them together and pretend like I'm okay with it all. I'm not okay. I feel like a big black hole opens up in my chest when I'm with them. So my question is, what do I do with this secret? I feel like the only option is to distance myself from him. Even the thought of being at his possible future wedding makes me want to curl up in a dark corner. But ending our friendship would also break my heart into a million tiny pieces. Oh, no. What were your gut feelings, Louis, while reading that secret? Just, I'm depressed. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it's so hard because I think it's such human nature to kind of look back and think, if I had done this, yeah. it would have led to this and this. And yeah, it just, it just makes you feel upset because she should have, you know, but she didn't. So where do we go from here? That's yeah. where it's really hard. How did you feel when she dropped in the fact that she has a boyfriend? I was not expecting that, but I guess that does make this all the more complicated. It's weird that that fact should have made me feel more like, oh, girl, you fucked up or like, what are you doing? But even though I've never experienced something like this per se, it made me think there's a world where I could see this happening to myself. I want to ask you, Louis, whether this has ever happened to you or something like this has ever happened to you. But I want to talk a little bit more about that after the break. I don't know about you, but I feel like this year has absolutely flown by. How is it almost 2024? If you're like me and haven't yet reflected on the year that has been, well, today is the day. TBH Skincare has declared it is time to dish the dirt and deep cleanse before we head into the new year. Perhaps there's something you've been holding on to that you're not so proud of, or maybe there's a confession that you need to make. Well, there is no better time than right now. TBH Skincare is here to help you not only cleanse that conscience, but also your skin. They are experts in cleaning up the ultimate mess and betrayal. Yes, we're talking about breakouts. Their new age anti-acne range uses a patented technology that can clean up even the dirtiest of crimes. They've partnered with us to make sure we can have a good old cleanse and enter the new year strong with our best foot forward and feeling flawsome. You can shop the TBH Skincare range online at tbhskincare.com or at your local Coles or Priceline store today. Thank you so much to TBH Skincare for making this episode of Everybody Has a Secret possible. Okay, Louis, I mentioned it before the break. Has this ever happened to you? I don't think to this extreme, mm. but there have definitely been moments where I've had feelings for people or crushes on people and I kept it to myself. And 
even now on a lonely night, you know, you look back and you think about the people you've dated in the past and you think what you would have done differently. And there have been moments where I've thought, damn, like, how would have things been if I was just more open and honest? Yeah. And I think that made me realize now that I should be open and honest about my feelings mm. if I have them for anyone in the future. Yeah, <laughs> if. I love how you say if. If my cold heart allows it. <laughs> my dormant heart. But I think so. Like having those moments where you just think, oh, I should have said something and you yeah. didn't. It makes you realize now, having grown up, that like maybe there isn't any harm in just being honest and open. And obviously you're scared of the consequences mm. when you haven't said anything, but, you know, even just telling someone you have feelings for them, regardless of whether it's reciprocated or not, if they're a nice person, they're going to receive it well yeah. and, you know, make you feel safe. So I'm a huge advocate for just speaking your feelings now. Yeah. You know what? I think the reason why I said initially that this felt relatable was that while this hasn't happened to me specifically in a past relationship I had a crush for a very long time and I was like pining and pining for I'd say months and I would tell my sister specifically who is a psychologist and she would really psychoanalyze me <laughs> and she'd be like so why aren't you why wouldn't you say something because we were friends and I didn't want to jeopardize the friendship yada yada but I think it was something beyond that it was something like I didn't want to feel humiliated or embarrassed if it wasn't reciprocated back but I think what I learned from that and what I see mirrored in this secret is that there's no harm in saying something. And I know this person, this listener will be kicking themselves and they are kicking themselves. Yeah. And I really feel for them in that way. But I guess the only thing you can really do is move on. I feel like after listening to this, there's almost two facets to this story. Mm. It's A, should she still be in her current relationship with her partner? B, should she be honest with her OG love? Yeah. I think it's like a two-pronged situation here. So I think first of all, when it comes to her current relationship, do you think that she needs to end this current relationship because of her intense feelings for this other guy? Or do you feel like, I don't know, in some way that both of these emotions can coexist and that she can stay in the relationship? Like they coexist and then at some point if she leaves her feelings for this guy in a relationship, if she just leaves it, it'll die. Like that is yeah. probably what I'm thinking she's thinking. I think that she should break up with her boyfriend. And I also think that she shouldn't say anything to the OG love simply because there are no facts in here stating that he is unhappy. I don't know. It just mm. seems like you'd be weighing up, oh, how selfish do I want to be in this moment? Is it selfish though? If he just says, oh, you know what? I felt like that at one time for you, but I don't feel like that anymore. I'm sorry. Do you think it's selfish putting him in that position or do you think it's just honesty? It's a fine line. Yeah. It's not necessarily selfish, but it is putting a lot on the line if he says, yeah, I felt that way at some point, but I've moved on. I don't know if a friendship can come back from that. If I was putting myself in this person's position, I don't think I could get over that mentally, but maybe some people could. Yeah, I think being honest with the OG friend, whom she loves and adores, mm -mm. Uh, how could you come back from a conversation like that and just carry on like best friends? You know, yeah. I think it's like, are you going to take the risk and maybe it turns out in your favor or it doesn't, but regardless, you can hold your head high knowing that you were honest. Or do you suppress your emotions, you know, keep your friendship safe? However, 
she does say that whenever she hangs out with them, she feels like this black hole in her chest. Yeah. So she's in pain already. It's almost like some action has to take place right now because yeah. she's so unhappy with how things are going. And if she just goes along with the norm and she isn't open and honest about her feelings or she's still in this relationship without speaking to the OG friend, she's still just going to feel this pain. Like something has to change. It's just what that change is. I guess if she speaks up and she's honest and then that friendship breaks down because he doesn't reciprocate, that would have happened. And if she keeps it to herself, she's potentially going to lose this friend anyway because she can't be around him anyway. Exactly. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, maybe. But I'm also thinking about this from the perspective of the girlfriend of the OG lover. Mm. OG mm. love, sorry. Imagine this is all happening somewhat behind your back and you realise that your boyfriend and his female best friend have some sort of chemistry. That would be heartbreaking too. Mm. Mm. I really feel for our listener. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name her because I really want to personalise her <laughs> some more. It. Her name's Penny. Penny! Love. I really, really feel for Penny because right now there is so much risk involved and yeah. there's so much at stake here. I guess I want to ask you, Annabelle, if you were in Penny's situation, what would you do in this current relationship and in regards to this OG friend, knowing as much as we know? I'm reflecting on what I said before about not saying anything. And I think potentially that's me reverting back to my old ways of keeping it all in. Because it's like, oh, if it's in, I'm protecting everybody else. It may be detrimental to myself, but at least everyone else is healthy, happy, yada, yada. I would potentially say something if I knew that the friendship could be salvaged moving forward if he didn't reciprocate. I would say I would say something to this person and I would say I would definitely break up with my boyfriend because they've been together for, what, nine months. It is still quite early and I think having doubts like this, riding in a dilemma like this, early on in a relationship like this, isn't the best sign completely what and I, and do? it's so hard like penny we feel for you yeah. we really feel for you but i think i would do the same as well mm. not that i'm saying that you know as humans you can't have feelings for like more than one person i think that you know is honestly a normal thing like you can be in a relationship and you see someone down the street you're like you're attractive yeah. you, you're, oh you're hot an, damn <laughs> you're inherently want to fuck up yeah. <laughs> let's be real but the fact that you know, she's in this relationship, but her feelings for her friend are this strong. Mm. Like it's love to her core. For me, I feel like that's sign enough that I shouldn't be with my current partner. And I know in the past we've said that perhaps people who have told us they're in love with someone might not actually be in love. It might just be like infatuation or whatever. Here, the reason why I think that she actually loves him is because there was like a strong friendship to begin with. And I think there was an easier building block for her to feel these strong feelings. I do think she's in love with him, but I don't think closer to the end, she says, have I fucked up my life? I don't think she has. No. And I understand in the heat of the moment, you feel like everything's so heightened, Yeah. right? Like emotions are high right now and you feel like everything's the end of the world. Um, especially when you're going through this turmoil when it comes to love and relationships. But, like, let it be known, Penny, you haven't fucked up your life mm. and this too shall pass. This mm -hmm. shall pass. And it when really we say will. you should move on, that could be moving on physically away from this and not being friends with him and moving on from your boyfriend and trying to find love elsewhere. Or that could mean speaking your truth and then seeing how you can move on from there. But I definitely think it's possible. Like, this is such a human situation and moving on is definitely possible for her. You know what? We haven't talked about an alternate ending 
in that what if he's like, oh my God, I love you too. I'm a breakup with my girlfriend. Let's be together. Because we're hearing Penny's story, inherently I want that to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm rooting for Penny because we know her side of the story. Yeah. I think that I would... Okay, hi, Penny. <laughs> if I were you, I think that I would. And chime in if you think this is right or wrong okay. or whatever. I would leave my current boyfriend. I think that's just sign enough that I'm not or I'm seeking something outside of the relationship that I'm not getting. Mm. And I think I would sit down with OG friend. Let's call him Tom. I'd sit down with Tom and in a really dramatic fashion, just be like, hi, I know this is wrong because you have a partner right now. And like, I want the best for you, but here is how in love with you I've always been. (laughs) And I know that you're in a relationship right now. Fun, fun, fun for you. But I think <laughs> I'm going to have to just distance myself and leave it at that. So I think I would I would be honest with how I'm feeling, but then I would say, we can't be friends anymore. I think that's the route. Mm. You say that this is the plan, but I want to tell you why I might be distancing myself. Completely. And then you aren't shoving it in his face and being like, now you tell me you love me back. It's more mm. so just like, I know that this is potentially a wrong thing to feel at this point in time, given you're in a relationship. I'm telling you this to give you context as to why I will be low-key exiting exactly. for my for my own sanity. I think that's it. Louis, you've cracked the code. <laughs> I think so. I, I think that would be the best route to go down because it doesn't put any pressure on him to decide anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, you're going to walk away knowing that your head's held high. And obviously that's going to be so fucking hard to leave, you know, your best friend and someone that you have such an intense love for. But as we spoke about, you know, a bit previously, What's the other alternative? You yeah. stay in that friendship and you feel this dark hole in your chest? Yeah. I don't think that that's possible to continue, do no. we? No, and you've got this love for him, but you also have this respect for him. And if you respect him, you do need to keep him in the loop. You mm. you shouldn't just ghost out. So I feel like your answer is definitely the way to go. So I have another secret for you oh. that may or may not change your perspective on the first one. Eilish, you <laughs> do this sometimes. <laughs> Cheeky oh, little Irish. Irish. You, you do this and every single time I'm shocked. <laughs> Your mind. I thought it was a twist, but no, it's another secret. <gasps> cheeky, cheeky. Is it a secret from another perspective? No. Not, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Tom to the group chat. <laughs> this becomes an episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. Everyone to the Come table. Come on down, everyone. <laughs> this is another secret about a long-standing love. Okay. To whom it may concern, my secret is 20 years old and is still going to this day. My name is Soraya. I am a beautician from London. I want you to know that this story is extremely personal to me, so please be gentle where you can. Always. That's actually such a great reminder. (laughs) Here's the gist of it. For 20 years, I have been in an on-again, off-again relationship with my married best friend, Matthew. He got married 15 years ago. I am convinced he's my soulmate. I'll go back a bit. We met at school here in London when we were teenagers. We were close instantly and have always had an electric chemistry. We tried dating in the early days, but it didn't quite work out. He then met the woman who would become his wife and the mother of his children when we were in our early 20s. And they got married in 2008. He's now an extremely successful businessman who is worth millions. Go him. (laughs) In 2012, Matt and I tried to restart our relationship as lovers. 
Only on a romantic trip in Rome, we had an explosive argument, a massive, massive disagreement that ended with me abandoning him in a foreign country and flying home by myself. We then started sleeping together again in 2015, but I wasn't really clear on where it was all heading, so I eventually ended it. Despite the volatility and the breakups, we always kept in touch and spoke all the time because we're best friends and can't stay away from each other. Fast forward to last August and we gave it another crack, secretly of course. We are still seeing each other to this day. Only, this time, it's different. We are madly, wildly in love with each other this time around. Our emotions have intensified and Matt has expressed his deep love for me. He even told me he will leave his wife at the end of the year so we can finally be together in the open. Here's the thing. The people in my life know about Matt and me, kind of. My family believes that Matt and his wife separated and that they now live in different houses, which is obviously not true. My parents, my siblings and my best friend all believe this version of events. His family, however, does not know we even continued our friendship after high school. They have no idea that we have been in each other's lives like this, this deeply. Matt has kept me such a secret. His children probably don't even know that I exist, let alone am the love of his life. Here's my dilemma. Now that we are getting closer to the end of the year, Matt has pushed the date for us to be back together for another year. Uh-uh. I, I could knew this would happen. Okay, sorry. Smell a rat! He says his wife isn't mentally ready for him to leave her and says he's worried about what she might do if he leaves before she's adequately prepared. He's also concerned about his son who is in school. Matt believes this news will affect his academic performance. When he tells me this, I remind him that my parents split when I was in school and my grades got better, not worse, and that their split was one of the best things to ever happen to me. But this has had little impact. Now, the earliest chance of us really building a life together out in the open is the end of 2024. Part of me feels that he will continue to do this until I get tired of it again, but the other part truly believes this time is different. This time around, Matt has told a lot of his friends and has had me meet some of his employees. I often meet him back at his office, so his colleagues absolutely know about us, which was never the case back in 2012 or 2015. I know that Matthew is my soulmate. In fact, I've been told he was my twin flame, which was a term I wasn't actually familiar with. When I googled it, everything clicked and made total sense. How long should I wait for him when I know he's the love of my life? I just, I don't like Matt. I get the whole twin flame thing and I get the whole soulmate thing, but I think you can find another. I completely agree. I knew I just, something in my heart, and we're being gentle. We're being gentle. Remember? Thank you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're being so gentle. So this is this is a no judgment space, by the way. This is a safe space. Like yeah. we've all done shit. We've all done <laughs> shit. We've all done shit. Um, so Soraya, we're here for you. I instantly had this feeling in my gut when she said, you know, he's put a date to when we're going to get back together. I just knew he'd push that shit back. Yeah. And my head just instantly thinks, you know, if he wanted to, he would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking generally, I don't think there is, there's rarely a case where putting a date on something like a relationship is going to mean it's going to end healthily. Like putting a date onto something being like, oh, one day everyone's going to know. Or like, not now. I'm not going to tell my wife now because she's not prepared. That line really weirded me out. It's yeah. like, you've actually been cheating on her behind her back. Like she's never going to be prepared for something like that. Mm. 
Exactly. And there and you know, his son's academic performance, there just seem to be all these variables where I think at the end of next year, there'll be three more reasons. Yeah. There will never be a good time for you to leave your wife. Yeah. Like it, it will never be easy. Yeah. I think. I mean, I've never fucking been married before, but <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a wife before. But I'm, I'm going to assume that, you know, it's going to be pretty fucking hard regardless. Yeah. It's excuses. He's coming up with excuses. Excuses. Because it's like, he's like, oh, right now things are working okay for me. I've got a wife and a family and I've also got this like brilliant Soraya on the side. So he's like, why would I give this up? I'm going to give her all these excuses instead and hopefully like elongate this amazing time for me like mm. no this Matt guy sucks and he's selfish yeah. but again sorry being gentle, yeah. <laughs> being gentle sorry, I know he is your twin flame Louis do you think if someone who you thought was your twin flame asked you to just wait do you think you would keeping in mind this person is your twin flame <laughs> whatever that is yeah. <laughs> no maybe I live in this fantasy where I want someone who's so obsessed with me and if they want to act on it, they would do it today. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to wait six months. No. If you know, if you love me, you'll do this for me. Have you ever waited for a potential partner? Well, there was there was one instance where it was a tricky situation because he wasn't out. Right. Mm. And it was almost me waiting for him to come out. Yeah. It actually happened a couple of times. This was like eight, eight nine years ago. Yeah. You know. I was waiting. I was the secret. And yeah, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. But it was, yeah, I guess it's like a bit of a different circumstance because I felt it was such a tough situation for him as well because like, you know, he wasn't ready mm. and I didn't want to feel like I was pressuring him. Yeah. I think I inadvertently was, which sucks, but it's, it's just because I didn't want to be secret anymore. Yeah. So in that regard, I have waited, but I think, yeah, that just made me realise that it rarely ends well, I feel, if you mm. wait for someone. Because maybe it's symbolic of the fact that, you know, you know, this aspect of waiting is symbolic of the fact that you're at different stages of your life, which can be, you know, a very tough road to navigate. Yeah. And sorry, if he says that he's your twin flame, he would have, I would say, left his partner by now. Yeah, right? If, like if the, if the connection is that strong. Exactly. It's also giving like love bombing or something. Like calling someone your twin flame and then not being with them. It's like, okay, just do the do, don't talk the talk. Is that, mm -hmm. Did hey, I no. just make up a saying? Yeah. What is that? Do the do, do. do, the do. Don't talk the talk talk. <laughs> no, but that's, that's so true. Yeah. Words are words, but actions are the most important thing. Eilish, any final words? No, I think that's actually genuinely, sorry, not to sound surprised. That's <laughs> genuinely very good advice. You guys finally know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I feel, I really, I really feel for her. Yeah. I really feel for her. Yeah. And um, I hope that we were kind of gentle, but also like we gave a, a gentle push in one direction. Yes. I think maybe because the both of them perhaps are so caught up in this idea of the twin flame mm -hmm. that in their minds, in Soraya's mind, perhaps she feels like, he is her only twin flame and that their kind of bond isn't replicable. Yeah. I think I'd just like to suggest that there can be more loves than just one. Yeah. <laughs> like, lots th of twin there can be multiple loves. Yeah. And also I think she needs to mentally actually cut him off mm. because I think the reason why – I'm just speculating here. I don't really know you very well, Soraya – but I think the reason why she's so fixed on this twin flame soulmate thing is because over the years, this Matt guy has been in the back of her mind, like, oh, he's around and like, he's keen to be the twin flame. And she hasn't really perhaps let somebody else in to fill that space. So I think moving forward, she probably needs to try, I know it would be so, so difficult, but try to actually cut him out. 
because Matt does not belong in your life. And then you'll notice, I think, space for another twin flame because there are so many potential twin flames out there. That's great advice. Thank you, Lily. And thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Lily. Thank you, Irish. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is our last episode for season four. But don't you worry. Of course, we will be back next year with some new and exciting changes. I cannot wait to show you guys what we have in store for you next year. We so, so appreciate you guys listening. This show is so much fun to record and I feel like every season it just gets better and better. I mean, I'm a bit biased, but I absolutely love it here and we love having you here. So thank you so much for supporting the show. If you have a secret you're itching to spill and to perhaps have it featured next year on the show, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. It is time to clean this cream cheese icing off <laughs> my laptop. Goodbye, everyone. Ew. See you. Illy. Illy. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.